Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Wicked Sources, my name is Mike, and there was some questions looming around my head after I covered a story last week regarding the Illinois cannabis recall. So I figured, you know what, if I'm wondering this, you're probably wondering this too. What I'm talking about is how cannabis is actually tested. What are these standards? So in this segment of what is, we're going to cover these topics of how cannabis is tested, what is it tested for exactly, and hopefully we all learn something. If you find some value, smash the like for the algos, sub if you want to stick around. So as I did a lot of research, I came across a few things. One being that, yes, there's state standards, as you can see here. This is uh, California standards for cannabis testing. As I did more research, I came across this here, which is a site talking about the standards and various other things. One thing they are definitely testing for is potency. There's two common methods for testing potency. The two common methods for testing potency analysis are high-performance liquid chromatography with UV detection and gas chromatography with flame ionization detection. So let's go ahead and dive into the first piece, which is talking about the um, standards of California, what they're looking for. This is what I found when um, I came across this specific link, Department of Cannabis Control for California. California has its own standards. I imagine many states do. So testing laboratories make sure cannabis goods are safe for consumption and the DCC requires all batches of cannabis to be tested. They want to make sure they're free of contaminants and labeled with accurate amounts of cannabinoids and terpenes. Required for testing is cannabinoids and terpenes, residual solvents and processing chemicals through the extraction process, uh, residual pesticides, heavy metals, microbial impurities, mycotoxins, moisture content and water activity, and foreign material. Uh, when I heard about mycotoxins, I wasn't sure what it was, so I said, let's find out. And this is where it brought me. Key facts of mycotoxins. Uh, they're naturally occurring toxins produced by certain molds like fungi found in food. Uh, the molds grow on a variety of different crops, foodstuffs, including cereals, nuts, spices, dried fruits, apples, and coffee beans under warm and humid conditions, which makes sense for cannabis. That's where they're grown in warm, humid conditions. Reporting test results. Uh, testing labs report results on a certificate of analysis. The COA says whether the batch passes or fails testing for each substance. Um, and then they have specific rules and processes for sending results, what to do if the cannabis goods that fail testing, they're destroyed by the distributor, remediated by a manufacturer. Remediation removes contaminants from a product. And then reliability of test results. You have to become ISO accredited, use standard operating procedures, develop a laboratory quality assurance program, participate in a proficiency testing program as well. This is all for California. Now I want to check this next piece here that's talking about um, the overall kind of processes and standards, and it was informative, so let's take a look at that too. So it brings us here, analytical cannabis, uh, cannabis potency testing. Uh, for a quick and simple analysis method, many labs favor methods using gas chromatography coupled with flame ionization detection. So cannabis pesticide testing. 
because of the way that the industry has developed without a lot of available unified methods, many groups have developed their own best extraction techniques and methods of doing analysis. For the extraction, people are mostly using either acetinerol or acetinerol Q-U-E-C-H-E-R-S based methods that was developed by the food industry. Heavy metals testing. Cannabis plants have a tendency to pull heavy metals out of their surrounding soil and absorb them into the plant as they grow. Testing cannabis for heavy metals contamination is normally done using one of three atomic spectrometry-based methods. Traditional culture planting methods can take up to seven days. In contrast, a PCR method takes around two days, including the incubation period. Then we have uh, mycotoxin testing. Molds and fungi can be dangerous contaminants to people. The mycotoxins, the heavy metals, the various other things that can be considered contaminants as well. So this is how it's done. Now, in last week's video with the cannabis recall in Illinois, there were two people that uh, were tasked with going and buying a bunch of bud from various different dispensaries and different cultivators. And then they tested them with a third-party lab. This is the results that you're seeing here. What we're seeing is all these different strains to the left that were purchased, all from different companies, and then the things they tested for. At the top left, we have the strength or the potency, the mold, the bacteria, and a couple of other things that were not mentioned. But as you see, though, it's very difficult to get a pass on everything. Now, is this because of the cannabis that's grown in Illinois? Or can it be said that uh, it's a common thing that most cannabis will not pass every single uh, stringent test that it's put through? What do you guys think? Leave them down below. And I'll catch you guys on the next one.